Hello, 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 good day, and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Ashitino. And today, I am doing an episode on something that I had planned on doing uh, next week, uh, but because of recent events, I feel the absolute need to do it this week, and that is talk about the uh, impending impeachment proceedings against the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Now, I have to say, I'm going to say this right off the bat, <clears throat> I do have my own personal opinions. I'm trying not to make them paramount. Um, I'm, I'm trying to lay the facts out as any uh, good lawyer would, uh, the, the case to be made. Um, and then it's for you, those of you who are listening to me, uh, to make your judgment call about it. Now, of course, nobody can be purely objective. I mean, this is true on every level, uh, in every uh, office-holding position. Uh, no prosecutor is completely immune to their own opinions when it comes to the case, and no uh, commentator on whatever network it is, I don't care, conservative, liberal, what have you, um, will be like, yeah, no, I'm going to be totally you know, objective. We're all subjective. It's just to which degree that we're subjective. Some people are a little more subjective than others, and that's where you end up running into issues because they, you know, they, they put their personal biases above everything else. But let's talk about this today because there's one thing that I hate more than anything else, and those of you who know me, whether you're friends, colleagues, listeners of the past 10 episodes, um, students, I don't tolerate disinformation, and I won't tolerate uh, false statements about things. <clears throat> I always tell my students, um, I'm not one of these people. You can argue against me all you want. Uh, come up with good arguments. Bring facts to the conversation. I'm not saying I'm going to agree with you, and I'm not saying you're going to convince me otherwise. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to respect you, Okay. And there are a lot of people who maybe, you know, I mean, with, with certain things, uh, you might even be able to convince me otherwise. If you know more about something than I do and you bring it to me, um, I will definitely take it into consideration. And uh, I'm not ashamed. This is the great thing about the sciences and, and the social studies is definitely a science. It's a, you know, it's not a science like math, but it, it is definitely a science. It's a science of studying people and cultures and everything about that. We're happy to change our minds when we're presented with facts. You know, we believe in things, we accept things because it's like, well, this is what we know right now. But, you know, if you can, if you can make a counter argument that's legitimate, then the heck, I'll be okay with accepting it and I'll, I'll, I'll you know, change positions. And I think that that's the difference between like the social sciences and things like religion, where it becomes a case of, well, hey, you know what, this is what I believe, and nothing you can possibly say will ever turn me against it. No, that's that's not what we're about. So let's talk right now, first of all, let's talk about impeachment. Now, if you are a non-U.S. citizen listening to this, and I do thankfully have some of you out there, uh, a non-U.S. citizen, I shouldn't say that, I should say if you don't live in the United States, if if you're living uh, overseas. Um, I'm going to do a few moments right here real quick to let you know about what's going on. So impeachment is a very misunderstood term. What it really means is the following. It means someone's being put on trial. 
In this case, it's the President of the United States. There's an understanding that the President of the United States cannot be charged criminally. If, if me or, or, or someone else, uh, you know, my friends, were to go out and do something illegal, we would be charged criminally. In the United States, the current, uh, the, the, the theory that's going in right now is that you can't indict a sitting president. You cannot charge a sitting president with a crime. What you have to do is you have to impeach him, meaning the House of Representatives, basically, just like a prosecutor, makes up an argument. Now, what, what types of things could impeach a president, you might ask. And I'm glad that you did ask that, okay? Um, it basically comes down to a term that we call high crimes and misdemeanors. Uh, these are, it's a very vague term, but I'm going to read off a couple of the things that it in, includes, right? And some of these you're going to get a laugh out of, I promise you. Some of them you're going to say, what in the devil are you talking about? But some of them you're going to laugh because you're going to be like, well, for the love of God, we could charge everyone with this. All right, so we're talking about things such as dishonesty, <laughs> negligence, perjury of oath, abuse of authority, bribery, intimidation, misuse of public funds or assets, failure to supervise, dereliction of duty, unbecoming conduct, refusal to obey a lawful order, chronic intoxication, goodness gracious, thank goodness that's not used that much anymore, um, and, and even up to tax evasion. So there is this very, very large amount of things that you could be charged with. Now, are you always charged with them? No. But sometimes you go beyond the pale. And I'm very fond, and my students will know this, okay, when they hear this. Look, it, it's not a case of whether you're doing something against the rules. <clears throat> it's the fact that sometimes people go above and beyond. Uh, for example... You know, when you talk about things, and I've had this discussion with my students, cell phones in the classroom, you know what, uh, you know, in the high school, especially when I used to teach, we were willing in a lot of cases to just kind of turn a blind eye to things. But the bottom line is that when people did egregious things, when people were recording individuals without their permission, uh, were putting stuff out there that was really inappropriate content taken without the people's that were, were recorded, taken without their permission, well, you know what? You've gone above and beyond. That's why we end up doing things like banning cell phones from the classroom, which I'm perfectly okay with. But I'm just bringing up the point that, you know, when you go really too much, I mean, there's a certain level of, you know, things like bribery where it's like, well, you know, there's a little bit of insinuated bribery in almost everything that goes on in the government. But then you get to the point where you're on record as saying, yes, I will do this for you if you do this for me, but if you don't do this for me, I won't do that for you, and it becomes, oh, okay, bribery. So that's what we're getting to right now. So an impeachment is putting the president on trial, okay? He goes on trial, and the trial takes place in the Senate, and the Senate gets to vote. Now, in order for the Senate to convict the president of the charges against him, they have to come up with a two-thirds vote. You have to have 67 senators say, yes, we believe the president is guilty of these charges, 
and he should be removed from office. Now, once the president is removed from office, at that point, you can charge him, well, the the legal jurisdictions can charge him with a variety of different crimes. But that's only after he gets not only charged, but convicted. So to say that someone's been impeached, it doesn't mean anything. For example, the two presidents before Trump, and mind you, Trump has not been impeached yet as of this recording. But there have been two presidents who have been impeached. Andrew Johnson was impeached, and uh, William Jefferson, Bill Clinton, was impeached. Neither of them were convicted. Neither of them were relieved of office or removed from office. So the convictions were, uh, you know, uh, not upheld. Now, in Andrew Johnson's case, um, he was not convicted because at the end of the day, by one vote, Congress was nervous that impeaching him would create a scenario whereby Congress could simply remove presidents that they didn't want in office. There was this tremendous fear that they didn't want one branch of the government, the three branches being the executive, the president and his company, the legislative, Congress and their company, and the judiciary, the Supreme Court, the court system and their company. And that's in no particular order because in in theory, all three branches are equal. But they didn't want Congress to be able to just toss presidents out on their rears every time they got aggravated with them. And that's a noble, noble statement. But with Clinton, uh, you know, which was the first thing that I grew up with, by the way, um, the impeachment charges were just complete. I mean, yes, he was guilty of, um, the, the, you know, he, he I, I won't say guilty of. The allegations against him, number one, um, of lying before Congress, of perjury, for which he lost his law license, and number two, for obstruction of justice. Uh, basically, it was a case of, you know, look, if, you know, this is where we need to get real people. We need to get real. So what did he do? He had an affair with an of-age intern, and then when her trust was betrayed, uh, you know, he was like, you know, just, just say it never happened. Just say it never happened. Um, now, you know, was it wrong? Uh, I, I think it was wrong. Was it impeachable? I don't think so. Okay? I mean, I, I was there. I don't think that that's impeachable. I mean, it's a bit of a, a shady maneuver. But again, I mean, you know, <laughs> look... How many guys are actively going to confess to having affairs and and how many guys are going to actively be like, you know, when push comes to shove, you know, be like, hey, listen, you could admit to something or you could just be like, nope, nope, never happened and hope that it goes away. Um, You know, it's an example of what not to do. But at the same time, you know, at what point did this uh, cause a problem with U.S. policy? Did it cause an issue of the U.S. being you know, uh, put into a situation where other countries had an advantage over us. None, okay? Now, when we're talking about Trump, um, we're talking about quite a different bit of things. What we're talking about with Trump is we're talking about numerous different events that have happened since his presidency. I mean, based upon 
the litany of, of offenses that I read you guys before, <clears throat> he's guilty of many of them. Not that I'm saying that that means that he should be impeached based on them. The real problem that I think a lot of people have is this is this understanding, and this is what, where we have the problem. There's a general understanding that Trump somehow colluded with the Russians to throw the 2016 election. We already know. We know from the Mueller report, we know that the Russians actively tried to help Trump win. They felt he would be better for them than Hillary would. They were right. They are right. But you can't charge and convict someone based upon speculation. You can't say, well, we think that this is what you would have wanted, so therefore we're going to charge you. No. When you're going to say that someone is being charged with something and someone has done something, you have to have evidence that they've done something illegal. You can't just be like, listen, I hate Trump. I think he's a jerk. No, okay, great. Well, then you know what? In 2020, go out and vote for whoever runs against Trump. That's what you do. On the other hand, if you have evidence that people were colluding with one another, that people were doing illegal things, it becomes a different story. Now, when we're talking about Trump, the current issue, the one that's brought about the uh, impeachment inquiry has been the following. Trump called uh, – there, there was about $400 million in military aid that was uh, scheduled to go to the government of Ukraine. Not the Ukraine, Ukraine. And that was approved by Congress. And then Trump put a stop to it temporarily. And then he got on the phone with the president of Ukraine, gentleman, Mr. Zelensky. And they had a conversation and it was, oh, how's everything going? Great, great, great. Oh, that's wonderful. Hey, it's so good to see you in power. But then came the critical issue. Trump said to him, listen, you should reopen this investigation into Joe Biden's son, Hunter, who was appointed as he was on the board of a Ukrainian energy consortium. It was making 50000 a year. Nothing terribly surprising about that. If anyone wants to find out, go look up what ex-Congress people, what people who are related to Congress people make on boards of directors. They get appointed because of who they know. That's part of the real the thing that happens. Now, listen, I don't like it, um, but that's because I'm a socialist. Um, but you know what? I don't like it, but that's not the way the law works, okay? You don't like something... Go change the law about it. But don't come and complain to me about that this person got this. Of course they're going to get this. The guy was the son of a vice president of the United States, for crying out loud. I mean, you don't get someone who's in much of a better situation than them. And if my father had been vice president of the United States, you could be darn sure I wouldn't be making podcasts right now. And I'd be, you know, being paid $100,000, uh, uh, you know, a month uh, as the vice director of some ridiculous corporation. And living in Italy somewhere. But I'm not, because my father was a phys ed teacher, you know, who earned his money working in Old Bridge, New Jersey. So I'm, I'm not that person. 
and and my sons most likely and my daughter will not be the same way. They're going to have to actually go out there and do the old-fashioned thing called earning their own keep. But here's the bottom line. The bottom line is that there was never any evidence. The prosecutor from the Ukraine found... Oh, from the Ukraine. Listen to me. I'm even doing that. The prosecutor from Ukraine found no evidence at all that Biden's son was involved in anything illegal. And yet President Trump insisted, and he's been uh, reflecting a, uh, you know, a, a very conservative talking point about illegal stuff being done. Nothing was done. Okay, nothing was done. Um, And yet he asked the president of Ukraine to investigate this and to talk to his own personal attorney and the attorney general of the United States about this. This is absolutely beyond anything that's been done before. And he did this because he wanted to get dirt on a political opponent. So you have the president of the United States asking a foreign power to provide him with dirt with, a, with, with smear on a political opponent. This is bonkers. Uh, this is the type of stuff with any other president in the United States, in the history of the United States... I mean, this would have been something where, you know, he was immediately discounted not only from running for the presidency, but for any other political position for the rest of his life. Gary Hart, go look that one up, kiddos. Gary, H-A-R-T. Gary Hart lost what should have been his nomination for the presidency because he, you know, had a a young lady, Donna Rice, sitting on his knee on a a cruise ship, well, his own ship, you know, and they made allegations about he was having an affair, which is never proven. But the bottom line is that once the allegation was made, people didn't really care about the end result. So you have the president making this allegation, and then he put out a transcript of a call, he said, which he admitted he was doing this. Again, it it's not an issue of, look, a prosecutor has an obligation in the United States, okay? You are innocent until proven guilty. But when the defendant comes out and said, yes, this is what I did. I did this. I'm telling you right now. Yes, I did it. The prosecutor doesn't really then have to make a big argument. And what does he have to do? Prove, well, well, how did he do it? No, he has to say, listen, the defendant confessed to things. They said that I did this. And that's what you're getting with Trump right now. And the fact that it was $400 million in military aid and he stopped it and then suggested to the president of Ukraine that he should investigate Biden and his son, that is bribery. You are withholding money. You are basically saying, if you want this money, you'll do this. That's bribery, okay? I mean, even if it's not blatantly stated, come on now. And then you add in the fact that Ukraine was going against an individual who was um, an individual who was, you know, tied into a force which was opposed to Russia, Russia having seized the Crimea. I mean, this just, again, how many Russian friends do you have? How many Russian advocates do you have? 
I don't have any. Okay? I know, I think, one guy who's from Russia, who's from part of Russia right now. Okay? That's it. But apparently everywhere in the Trump administration that we look, Russians just keep popping up. So to say that you were trying to basically withhold military aid from a country that was fighting against Russia and only promising to release that financial aid, which, by the way, had been approved by Congress, an equal party, an equal branch to the government, that just smacks of bribery. And, and so I think what we have to really ask is, you know, is the president of the United States acting in a manner detrimental to the well-being of the country itself. Um, you know what? I, my personal feelings are that yes, he is. But I am willing to give the benefit of an impeachment trial uh, for everyone to get their stuff out. And the president talking about the whistleblower, you know, he wants to know his name and threatening the whistleblower. That's obstruction of justice right there. Okay. In case anyone was wondering, it's obstruction of justice. Um, and threatening a whistleblower goes against the entire point of having a whistleblower. Um, trying to suggest that the chairman of the Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff, you know, should be tried as a spy. I mean, th- this is all lunacy. I mean, um, I don't know what the president is thinking right now. But the bottom line is that, folks, we've gotten to a point right now where the republic really... It, it teeters on the edge. And, you know, either we're going to ensure that everyone is equal under the law, that no one is above the law. And if you're a Republican or a Democrat, or you're a conservative or a liberal, it doesn't really matter, okay? What matters is that we have things that we believe in in this country. We have a constitution which has been pretty darn well written out. I mean, I can't really find much in it um, that you can have major issues with. Parts of it have been tweaked. That's what we do. They're called amendments. They're amendments for a reason. But the bottom line is that you have to ask yourself, well, what are we doing here? Okay. And, And are we allowing a president to just do what he wants uh, with no repercussions. Some people are okay with that. Personally, I am not. But I want a trial, and I want uh, the president to have the opportunity to defend himself if he can, and that I want votes to come through. Because one way or another, everyone who votes is going to have their vote recorded for posterity. So if there's overwhelming evidence and you say, listen, I'm not going to convict no matter what, that's on you. And that'll reflect on you and your party. And if there's not enough evidence and you still vote to convict, well, that'll reflect on you as well. Be that as it may, you know, we are at a point now where I think that we have to have an honest discussion about what's going on in this country. What's going on as regards the voting? What's going on with foreign interference on our elections? Um... I will tell you, I'll be the first one to say we should not be interfering in other countries' elections, but I'll also then be the first person to say that I do not want any other country interfering with our elections. And anyone who asks another country to interfere in our elections, that's quite blatantly un-American, and they should be treated as someone who's acting in a manner um, unbecoming an American. 
and charged thusly if there are charges that can be levied against them. So um, that's the Trump talk right now. Um, in the next week, I'll be putting up something. Um, I, I wanted a much lighter tone here about Disney um, and about how the individuals who work at Walt Disney World view Americans, because I do have some interesting things to say about that. And I really hope that after listening to this, you will, uh, you know, wait with anticipation uh, for my next podcast. In the meantime, I'm putting this out. Uh, follow my Twitter, Antonius Optimus. I'm going to be putting stuff up on Instagram as well. Antonius Optimus, Ashes Army. Um, and you can also leave voice messages for me. I'm going to put that up on the Twitter um you know, for you to be able to do it. Let me know what other things you want discussed. I'm happy to talk about other stuff. I really, I want to hear from you. <clears throat> As I always say, I'm thrilled to hear from people from different countries that want to say stuff, uh, people from here that want to say stuff. Please let me know what you want me to talk about. If there's something that a bunch of people want, I'm happy to do it, you know, but I'm going to keep up this at least once a week. I'm going to try for twice a week. But I don't want to overwhelm people, so let me know. If you want me to do it more than once a week, let me know. If you want me to do it just once a week, well, I'm okay with that as well. My mission is just to get information out there and let you decide about that. So until the next time that we talk, uh, I hope all goes well for everyone out there. That you have a wonderful week ahead of you. I know I will because I have a short teaching week. Uh, thanks to Rosh Hashanah um, and Happy New Year to all of our Jewish subscribers and listeners. And we will talk to you soon. I bid you uh, adieu. Bye-bye.